Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Oh, it's happening. Are you surprised? <laughs> it must be time. <laughs> Goodell was, for sure. Yeah. Not been set upon. Here we go. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Ledeau, Penn, Matt, Reddy, Rich, and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South in Las Vegas. And on today's show, we're all about Ledeau's adventures on the road, up to and including Matt's job this week, which is babysitting Goudeau. Here he is preaching love, Mr. Pendulet. I think you do a better job when you have nothing to billboard. <laughs> here, here I am preaching love. We had a person, uh, an ESL person in here last week. Yeah, who did a better job than you? Well, thanks. Well, it's certainly more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Handsome Jack, just for people, for everybody to know, is is in the room. He is in the room. We haven't given him a microphone, but he's in the room, so he can make faces. It's a wise decision. <laughs> and, um, you know. Uh, we're just talking. Neither of you is watching the uh, the Beatles, right? We're not watching it yet. Not get back. I plan on watching it uh, when I'm in Los Angeles. Oh uh, man, my mother-in-law who loves weeks. the Beatles. Yeah, you know that's the thing that uh, I guess I never really. Um, I mean, it's fifty years, more than fifty years, right? Yeah, yeah. sixty-eight. It's like f- fifty. Yeah. Well, that was this was sixty-nine. Was the yeah. Let it be. So it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's more than fifty years. It's a, it's a, it's a deck of cards. Yeah. 52 years. And, uh, I find there's, when I'm watching this, there's a, there's a profound, um, melancholy and sadness. I mean, it really gives you a sense of passing time in a way that is for me really dramatic. I mean, the Beatles were, um, they're older than me and they're children in this, you know, they're under 30 and they're struggling through and, all my images of the Beatles, I mean, I, th- I think I've said this before, but one of the more important things in the story that I tell myself now, you know, I always have to add that because we know that nothing's true, but right. the story I tell myself now, I used to think that the Beatles, I mean, when Sgt. Peppers came out, and I, I remember arguing with my friends about this, you know, my friends would talk about how our heroes in music like develop stuff. And, and they would bump into stuff. Yeah. And the argument that I've had, it still continues with Teller to this day, was the argument about inspiration as opposed to accidental. S- mm-hmm. Slightly different from work. Accidental. Let's discover something that works. When Teller says, let's see if we can discover something that works, I completely crunch up. I just, it fills me with panic and rage. Because I believe you're supposed to have an idea and then... It comes out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so when I first heard Sergeant Peppers, and I would have been 13 or 14, I honestly believed that the Beatles, the four of them, talked about 
what they wanted out of Sergeant Peppers. I mean, every kazoo note, everything <laughs> was all laid out uh, in their heads. I don't know how I had the four heads working together, but in, in my yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. they did. There's an architect. Yeah. They, they come in and then they say, okay, now we have to put this bass drum part for the whole record all down exactly the way we've imagined it. And there was never a case of listening back and going, no, no, let's try this. Let's try was not part of that story at all. It was they heard Sgt. Pepper's in their head the way I heard it the first time I heard of the record sure. on the needle drop. And then they went and tried to create that. Yeah. Tried to put that together. So, you know, you have the sculpture in your head you want to make, and then you just chip away the marble to make it that way with no refining as you go. And right about then, bootleg started to come out, and a bootleg called Come Back, K-U-M-B-A-C-K, Come Back, which I have finally dug up. One of the first bootleg, one of the early bootlegs uh, of any kind, and one of the first bootlegs to get to Greenfield, Massachusetts. And you could go in there, and it was uh, white with a red stamp on it that said, Come Back. Nothing else. No liner notes, no nothing. And I bought that record because it was Beatles. And I put it on. And I heard them doing different versions of songs I knew inside out. And I heard them hitting wrong notes, singing out of tune. And I heard them arguing about what they were going to do. What did we do in the middle section there? And I went, oh, well, other people can do this. <laughs> you know, th and it was probably that moment when I started to say, we can actually work on shows. We could actually do juggling right. shows. Right, uh, sure. Because we can just see, we can fuck up. And Because I thought if you wanted to be an artist, like, I, like the Lenny Bruce records, mm -hmm. I thought that Lenny Bruce, and this is a really good example, because you couldn't be further from that. I thought that Lenny Bruce had every pause and every stutter planned out. Not that he had developed that, like you know you do in a, in a live show, but like he came in going, "This is the right. way this." Bit I goes. wrote this down this way, and I'm going to do it this way. Yeah, and uh, it's still the way I try to see the Penn and Teller show. I try to do it exactly the same. I try to touch my nose at the same time, clear my throat at the same time, but. I realize that I discover stuff all the time, and it really, really bothers me. You know? how, how much of the show do you think is discovered? Because I feel like a, a pretty good portion of the show over the years becomes from the audience. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But I don't want to admit that, <laughs> because there's the other side of it, you know? Um, and I think this is this is what I call the uh, watch. Watch as one person in the room lights up. I call the uh, Springsteen Kennison, Kennison theory. Um, I love Kennison. <laughs> but we all know Sam Kennison. Yeah. You know? um, and uh, there are some people who the audience, in my mind, mislabels them. Then they allow the audience to be correct. They allow the audience to create it. So Springsteen, uh, when I first heard him, um, there was this really rich, complicated mass of ideas about, about desperation and celebration and cheerleading and all of this stuff. And then 
all these critics started writing, he's writing songs about girls in cars. There were a couple records that were songs about girls in cars. <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? And then he started doing the stuff that I saw him do that was complicated, started getting really simplified. And I went, and then, he, then of course, he, he got back on track. And then Kennison was, he just yells bitch and hates women. Right. Now, I'd seen Kennison, and that was nothing like his act. There was all sorts of nuance. Then I went to see him in Atlantic City, and he was just hating women and called them bitches. Ugh. That was it. And the audience was loving it. But I think you have to have, you can't let the audience write your act. Or you end up with jokes like, you know, we, we all cut about masks. It would be, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you don't need masks. You know, that, that idea comes across. Right. Everybody cheers. And I think there has to be a balance there. But in the Beatles thing, you really see, um, boy, they're not good at it. They're really not good at putting together this well, stuff. Imagine they made point, a documentary of Penn and Teller working on a bit. <laughs> exactly my point. You'd be going, Penn and Teller are not very good at this. This is no. This that's is my not, point. That's oh, okay. my whole point. Okay, that's my whole point. That um, that um, the moments when you just don't have an idea, and I can't imagine how much harder it is with John Lennon in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Sober or not? Sober or not? Yeah. John Lennon. Uh, Paul goes. Uh, Paul goes. You know something to the effect of. So on this um, middle section of the core. Oh my! 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 That's John Lennon, who at one point while Paul is talking, actually begins eating the pop filter on the microphone. Not just chewing on it, eating it, biting it, and eating it. As Paul's going. So if we come into the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll just go like, oh, dirty Maggie, bye, you were stupid. And Paul goes, okay, on the harmony part, let's try, you do the lower part. <laughs> you go, wow. And then John does brilliant stuff. And then John sings, and you realize he has the most effortless, perfect voice. Yeah. And the two of them sing together, and it sounds great. But they don't. They do like a little bit, then they'll do like four choruses of the Everly Brothers doing Southern accents. <laughs> and then you get great moments, like when they're going, Arizona, Arizona, Phoenix, left his home in Tucson, Arizona. Is Tucson in Arizona? Does anybody know if Tucson's in Arizona? And then Paul says, it is, because that's where they record the high chaparral. This is a TV show. High Chaparral. Is, so Tucson's in Arizona. Yeah. Home, but Tucson, Arizona. That sounds right. Yeah, all the years became whip out an iPhone. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, Penn's idea, they picked Tucson, Arizona as the most perfect right. American for we, that. Yeah. <laughs> we just researched America for 12 years <laughs> and found that Tucson was representative most of what we wanted to say, of someone who would leave to yeah. buy some California grass. <laughs> but you've always said, and, and this is really interesting, I, I find, you've always said, I love the results of your work. Mm -hmm. to people rather than I love your work because I have no idea what your work is. Well, and yeah. this is you seeing their work. Robbie said to me, Robbie said to me, Robbie tried to watch the Beatles uh, and said, it, it, it's horrible. It's like watching you two assholes trying to put something together. <laughs> Which I took as a compliment, not meant that way. 
Uh, but Robbie said, you know, it's what you always say. When someone says, I love your work, you say, no, you don't. You hate our work. You love the results of our work. And uh, I think Get Back really, really shows that. Yeah. But it is remarkable, the, uh, the, uh, also the, the, the chaos around them, and also how much we need Mal Evans, who takes notes on everything all the oh, time. Wow. And comes back and says, uh, I, I left her standing here, is what you said, Paul. Left me standing here. That's right. That's what I said. Oh, wow. And always writing down everything. And you go, wow, Mal Evans. We need a Mal Evans. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, it's really interesting. And it made me think I would like to see get back on a lot of other people, like the Three Stooges. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three Stooges sitting around going, oh, you're going to hit me in the face then? Uh, if you chop me in the neck, I can't get your nose very easily. Yeah. Yeah, so you gotta listen, do- listen, you knuckleheads. <laughs> I'll call you knuckleheads. You called us knuckleheads in the last movie. <laughs> it works. All right, we'll stick with it then. Listen, okay. you dumbos. No. Listen, <laughs> you jerks. No. Uh, fatheads. Listen, you. You Listen, you. Loose uh, goosies. Uh, Mo Larry, could you pass the cheese? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> Mo Larry the cheese? Let's use that. <laughs> that's you that's really good. The guy running around going, uh then what I say? Well, you said Was it Here's one more. That's good. That's good. And then uh Vernon Dent will have him come in and say, You guys know what you're doing? No, no. Are you sure you guys know? No. Are you sure you three guys know what you're doing? Good. Let's go with that. Give me my space. No. Now, Spread out. Now, I'm going to call you porcupine and rip out a lot of your hair. Yeah, but porcupines have quills. If you ripped out my hair, it doesn't matter. You're a porcupine. Well, yeah. Also, what are you saying? Porcupine. Yeah. Is it porcupine or porcupine? Yeah. Is raccoon better? Raccoon. No. No. <laughs> raccoon is not funny. Doesn't have the syllables. <laughs> Gotta have the harshest syllables. Porcupine. What could be better? <laughs> I got my part down. <laughs> and then I'll do that thing where I lie on my side and run around his circles. <laughs> and we'll put that cheese thing in there. You also uh, realize that... Um, Boy, the Beatles, if they did not know anything, mm-hmm. they knew about snacks. They have cups of tea, and they have toast. You know those special toast racks that they have in England that aren't allowed in the USA? <laughs> yeah. You know those toast racks? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Where it's, like a, um, it's like a record collection for toast. Oh, okay. It's, like, it's a metal thing that you put a piece of toast in and it holds it upright. Yeah, you, you put labels on the side of them. John's toast. No, no, no. They each have their own toast rack. Let's not, let's not get wrong. But they sold enough out. If we smuggled one in, we'd have to label them. It, it, holds, it holds your toast vertically. Mm-hmm. Vertical toast. And it holds it separated. I don't know why you don't want the toast to touch each other. It was touching each other in the loaf. <laughs> Right? I, mean, I don't know why now you can't toast well, much not touch. It was raw before. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you look at their amplifiers, it's all Fender Reverb amps. Or Fender Twin, Twin amps, right? Uh, Fender Twins. But I don't know what their toaster is. Oh. But they serve them, each of them, 
like six slices of toast at once. I believe so. There's someone able to make six, four, <laughs> 24 slices of toast. I believe in '69 they did not have ding dongs yet. What are, oh, ding yeah. dongs had not been invented, right? Because really, toast goes right out when ding dongs show up. And marmalade, a yeah. lot of marmalade. And then, of course, the real secret of the Beatles is John Lennon reaches into his pocket, pulls out a little packet of something, sees the cameras on, puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> they also do stuff that if i were producing a movie up which the beatles were yeah i'm not sure i would like this it says on the screen john and paul go into the cafeteria to have a private conversation about george and the movie they do not know that in the flowers is a microphone <laughs> here's the conversation <laughs> and they Whoa. show a picture of the microphone and the flowers, and they run the audio. Well, I don't know. We don't let George do his stuff. You know, we don't. He's mad about that. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, almost up there with my Sean Connery, isn't very, it? Very yeah, I was very, I felt <laughs> like I was there. It felt like, yeah, it felt like, I don't know. I could have been that plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really interesting, because when you think about, when you hear the Bob Dylan, uh, takes of him yeah, working yeah. in the studio he's working every second yeah you know you don't hear much fucking he's around the paul mccartney of of himself yeah <laughs> they also say that they also say um they say things got a lot better we bought Bill, billy preston in billy brought we brought billy preston in five people in the beatles makes it easier and then john says why don't we get some other people why don't we have dylan join the beatles and then george goes he'd do it and they go, yeah. And Paul goes, we can't handle the chaos of four people. Please, we can't have more people. <laughs> it's just like Paul going, I'm trying to drag trying. your three asses. I can't drag five asses. And then you get this genius idea where John says, um, John says, we could get someone in who plays the piano all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is after John's been told to play and has trouble doing it. So Billy Preston comes in to visit his old friends. They do not invite him in to play. He comes in to visit his old friends and they say, you want to sit down at the piano? Would you dig that? And he starts playing. And then they say, come in tomorrow. They say, come in tomorrow. He says, I can't, I got a gig. So the next day they sit around waiting for Billy. Then the next day Billy comes back. Oh, while he's gone, they say, well, if we got Nicky Hopkins, we'd have to pay him a sessions rate, like a day rate sessions. And they go, yeah. Oh, but Billy will be here. So they get the impression that they're not paying <laughs> they're not Billy. Paying Billy Preston. <laughs> <laughs> and George goes, maybe we could put out like his next records on Apple Records. And they go, yeah, that'd be good. I think they weren't paying Billy. Um, sounds like it. It sounds like it. And it's not like Billy can stop and be like, are you guys going to pay me for this? <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. course, he's presuming. Right. Well, it's going to be a good check at the end of this. I don't know what it is, but what are you, they're I'm my in friends. The Beatles. I've Beatles. done Billy Preston's gig a few times. <laughs> I'm going to let you know that right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little sad, huh? <laughs> it's, it's really... It's, you kind of go, why? And Billy is, first of all, every time they start a song, he starts in on that song. Yeah. Yeah. 
He does not start it on a different song like John Lennon. <laughs> he does not hold his guitar up over his head yeah. and swing it around and then say, my voice is tired. Let's do something where I don't sing. <laughs> and, uh, I'm very happy that a younger Pendulette never got to see that's <laughs> your love of John Lennon. I think you, when you were younger, you would have loved every second of him disrupting the entire creative oh, process. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's like, <laughs> it's like watching Don't Look Back yeah. when you're 17 yeah. and watching Don't Look Back when you're 50. <laughs> it's like when you're 17, it's like, this is the coolest guy in the world. When you're 50, it's like, oh, what a dick. What a dick. <laughs> they could have just gotten so much more done. Yeah, yeah. Just want to get stuff done. Yeah. And, uh, John does not want to get stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> so Teller is the Paul McCartney of... <laughs> There's no doubt about it. That's the horror. That's the horror. Okay, the, okay the, Mr. The, Lennon. In every single group, there's one person who does everything, and the rest are just dead weight. And there's no way I can spin this. <laughs> <laughs> what an ugly realization. There are moments... I'm sorry. ...when Paul is singing Let It Be... And John is just making faces at him <laughs> behind his back, kind of mouthing the words. And I watched that with horror and realized I've done that to tell. <laughs> I have stood behind him when he is working and made fun of him in front of the crew. I have done that. <laughs> I've actually done that. And I'm trying to think of the times that I was trying to present an idea really clearly <laughs> and the teller was stopping me. I couldn't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just better at it than you. Maybe he's better at standing behind you and making faces. Perhaps. Probably not. But there's the other possibility that I am the dead weight. Well, you know, when they did um when, when they did the Mac King roast, yes. and everybody was on stage and Teller couldn't be there because his back was bad. There's a moment, right? When everybody has all the jokes they're gonna do. And the, 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 the way the uh, roast has evolved in the yeah, U.S. Yeah. is that you do uh, jokes about everybody that yeah, are, are going to be up on the dais. Yeah. And uh, Amazing Jonathan, or one of the first people up, said, Teller's not here. He's got a bad back. And uh, no one's surprised he has a bad back. He's been carrying Penn's fat ass for all these years. Yeah. No wonder he has a bad, bad back, right? They did that joke. Yeah. And that wasn't the interesting part. I took that joke in stride. That's no problem. Perhaps but more then, of a laugh. Then, I, then, I saw, <laughs> then I saw every person on the dais lean over and cross one joke off their list. <laughs> and I realized that every single person on the dais had that joke for Penn and Teller. Every single one of them had the joke of Teller's a bad back because he'd been carrying Penn for all these years. Including, <laughs> including Mac, because I helped him write his rush. There's <laughs> 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 also a little appalling that I got as much of a laugh as it did, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it was just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been, uh, there, was, there was a little bit yeah. of, a, uh, of awakening there. Yeah. But I guess... Uh, what I've learned is let's add heroin and LSD. <laughs> Maybe that's where the talent comes. Is there anyone who hates it more than Paul McCartney? Would be like, but it was really great was when the LSD and heroin got involved. Music totally changed. Yeah. McCartney's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's my favorite part. My favorite time in history was when. <laughs> the other thing is when Yoko 
just starts screaming yeah. and doing her stuff, who is the one doing the most interesting accompaniment behind her? Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to make he's, it work. He's doing crazy shit behind her that's really great. <laughs> he even does the psychedelic stuff. Yeah. You know, and when John gives him lyrics, I dig a roadhog where you can radiate anything you want, Paul writes it down and sings it studiously. <laughs> and then when they're talking about we can't have yoke with rehearsals, Paul's the one going, well, you know, he really loves having her there, and I, I, I think that's okay. Wow. It just, <laughs> but then you have to remember the most important thing of all, who looks the worst in all of Get Back, John and George. Who looks the best in Good Get Back, Ringo and Paul. Who is alive during the editing of Get Back, Paul and Ringo. Who is dead during the editing of Get Back, John and George. And there, remember, there is 60 hours of rehearsal yeah, that they recorded, yeah, yeah. 60 hours. There is a alternative, right, where Paul gets shot in the 70s yeah. and John is producing it, where we see the whole thing going, but Paul, stop fucking around. We got to get this done now, right? We, there's that whole alternative thing. Because remember, yeah. you know, when you, see the, when you see the Buddy Holly story, right, you see who the producer is, right? And it's, it's like, you know, Buddy Holly's girlfriend that he had right when he died. And that's why Buddy Holly's going before he gets to the plane. You're the one I've always really loved. <laughs> yeah. And then when they did that, that, that John Lennon, uh, biopic about his lost time in LA. Yeah. And you say, boy, the, the woman playing Yoko is really good looking. And the woman playing Mei Pang, who I always thought was a little better looking than Yoko, really isn't that good looking. Why is that? Produced by Yoko Ono. Uh, Yoko, I don't think we can get Ruth Buzzy to play Mei, Mei Pang. I think she's just too old to play. No, I want I want Ruth Buzzy. No, I, I don't think I don't think that's the best choice. And I I don't know how. Can we really have Scarlett Johansson playing yeah. you, Yoko? That's who I want. <laughs> so you have to remember that who does this. If I outlive Teller, yeah. and there's a documentary on Ben and Teller working together, you can bet your ass that Teller will be the one going, and I'll be going, listen, we have to put shadows together. Here's what I think, Teller. You have the rose in the vase, and you approach the rose in the vase, then you cut the shadow and the corresponding, no, Teller, this is what you're going to do. You walk out and cut the shadow. I'm going to go get Starbucks. You guys let me know when it's all worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Teller, here's what you do. You're going to walk over here with the knife and cut. I got the whole, the whole trick is working, Teller. Oh, fuck. Caramel? I didn't want fucking caramel. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, Teller. Good. That's good. You, you yeah. got the Starbucks. That's good. We'll get you one without caramel. And now you'll reach into the tank with with the coins in it, and you'll pull out handfuls of goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> 
Really? Okay. <laughs> well, it's great that no one really knows Teller's voice, so you can do the voiceover for Teller. I'm dumb it in. Wow, his lips don't match at all. That's that's my voice for Teller. <laughs> yep, let's go. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, that will be the making of. That'll be the Penn and Teller get back. Penn Teller get back. I'm going to talk about something. What should I talk yeah. about here? You know about Majuri, right? Majuri makes fine jewelry for every day. Mine is the traditional 10 times markup. 10 times markup. That's a traditional markup on jewelry. New limited edition product drops every Monday. Instead of seasonal releases like traditional retailers, pieces that suit everyone, every style, and every budget. Pieces are handcrafted, fairly priced, and responsibly sourced using traceable gold. Plus, 20% of Majuri's gold is certified recycled. I got my... uh I got my wife like a ring mm-hmm. from a jury. Now, she has like the ring that my mother had. Yeah. But she liked the Majuri thing just as much. Sure. Um, so, uh, Majuri does really, really good stuff. They have this, I'm going to just say this because they show me how to pronounce it. Vermeil, 18 karat gold Vermeil. Mm-hmm. You know the word Vermeil? No. No one does, but it's here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's a thick layer of 18 karat solid gold over sterling silver for longer lasting wear. Some of their great gifts include sterling silver pieces, freshwater pearls, and milestone rings. Now, do you know whether freshwater pearls are better than saltwater pearls? I'm aware. Okay, I yeah. know that, but it's, I know it's it now. It's impressive if you see it. I know it now, yeah. So visit Majuri.com slash pen for 10% off your first order. That's Majuri.com slash pen for 10%. Now, I should really, I should really uh, spell this for you. Because I'm not even saying it that well. M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash P-E-N-N. Now, I'll tell you, this stuff is really good. I kind of I kind of uh, jumped over this, but my wife wears the ring all the time. She really loves it. If you still haven't found the perfect gift, Majuri has the most meaningful pieces for everyone in your life. Don't know what to get? You can't go wrong with gifts that last. It's true. You can't go wrong with jewelry. It's always a good gift. So go to Majuri dot com slash pen and check it out check it out and uh oh here's the one this is the one where i can just let everybody take over this ad <laughs> this is the easiest ad in the world to do you know skylight frames right yeah now who's bought a skylight frame here you, you I, I believe we've all bought skylight frames here yeah. they are they, <laughs> they didn't are really even give good. them to us we bought them yeah holidays <laughs> just around the corner you're looking for the perfect gift for your loved ones yeah. So tell me about uh, your skylight frame. Good. Well, you know, I just spent two weeks on the road and uh, sent photos to my dad of me in hot springs and me in mountains and me driving a bus. It's been really great. It's a, it's a really, and it's been a good time to do that. And your dad is not skilled with anything that's not, not a duck. Not particularly skilled. That is not a spider or a duck. Right. So the technology, <laughs> he had no problem. Super right? easy. Yeah. Super easy. He was able to set it up himself. He's able to run it himself. It's still going full time in his I'll house. I'll tell you what it is. Skylight frame is this great great frame that you just can send pictures to. Skylight Frame is a photo frame you can update instantly by email from anywhere. I was trying to figure out how to describe what it is that I realized, oh, it's right here written in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great way to feel close to those you love even when you're separated. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Just plug it in and use the touch screen to connect to your wireless network and enjoy. Then everybody sends you pictures. 
Now, your father yeah. is not an expert at ducks and spiders. No. Defense attorney. Yes. Still not technologically. Not, not the most technologically advanced human. How quickly he set it up? Set up no problem, right out of the box. Has a black and white uh, matte frame, looks like a real photo frame, adds a beautiful touch to your home. Skylight frame is a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your finger, even tap. Thank you to the person who sent the photo. And it reminds you to send them. If you haven't sent a photo in a while for your family, it's just the, it's the greatest gift. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. You can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift, import pictures of you and your significant other, spouse, grandparent, whatever. They don't even know you had. They can just put those pictures up. It's really, it's really, really good. Uh, the, the testimonials... I could read from the website, but they're all the same as your testimonies. How much does your dad like it? My dad loves it. Absolutely loves it. Yeah. He it. My dad, has got, he's got six kids. They live all over the world. So mm. the Skylight Frame is really important. It's really yeah. great. Now, as a special office, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code PEN. Pen. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, go to skylightframe.com and enter the code Pen. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com, promo code P-E-N-N. Oh, you guys are getting so good at it. It just warms my heart. Just warms my heart. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So anyway, when you watch the uh, the Beatles thing, there's a lot to have uh, pop into your head there. Uh, <laughs> watching people work. You know, that was the weird thing. Uh, that's what television has become, right? It used to be that you saw situation comedies then they got the idea of putting on cops right yeah where you saw people doing their job driving in patrol cars and then they went a step further and now they got like people putting up drywall right yeah yeah people dirty cookies. jobs yeah jerking off pigs yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody wants to see now right yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone Every everyone not just me everyone <laughs> <laughs> so matt dodley uh Tell yes. us a little bit about what's happening in your life lately. Well, I am uh, stage managing a big, uh, big corporate show uh, yes, he is. this weekend. <laughs> and one of the people I have to, it's very big. And one of the people I have How to. How big is it? Uh, they're going to be having 6,000 people. 6,000 people coming in. How'd they get you to stage manage? Well, I'm one. I mean, I, I should. <laughs> no, this is a good question. <laughs> It's true. My <laughs> wife did it a few years ago, and they said, "Can you do it again?" She goes, "No, but my husband's around." And that, uh, that my wife's word is gold. So they took that as the only qualification. <laughs> I have stage management qualifications, but they didn't ask. They just said, "Sarah's husband." That's right. You do have stage management qualifications, and you are, you are competent. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes forget that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very up to the task. Huh? It's surprising. <laughs> we walk around, and he's there. He's got on headphones and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, 6,000 people, it's a corporate show? Yes. You don't want to say who it's for. I don't think I'm supposed to, right? No, you're not mm, supposed to. No, you're yeah, not yeah, supposed yeah. to. No, but but I don't think I'm supposed we'll to. We'll say that some of the people he's managing are jugglers. <laughs> a lot of them are jugglers. Well, it's not 6,000 jugglers. 
It's no. pretty close. Thank God. <laughs> no, it's only thirty jugglers. So who who have you got in your on your stable? Well, there's a uh, there's a BMX and uh, a skateboard team. You're doing real stage managing. <laughs> yeah, there's a a roller skating group uh, uh, that we we get on and off, and uh, there's a bunch of dancers and a bunch of acrobats and jugglers. And there's also a parade of robots that I have nothing to do with. Parade of robots? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> I haven't seen the Parade of Robots I know, yet. I know. I know. Oh, they're going to spring that on us. <laughs> took, up the majority, took up the majority of tech yesterday. But, uh, yeah. And so, uh, uh, as I'm there, the, the last to show up, of course, are the jugglers. Yeah. Now, you are you are not performing at all. Right? Not at all. Not at all. No. Now, is Godot doing his act, or are you just part of the Parade of Jugglers? I'm just part of the Parade of Jugglers. I'm a Parade of Jugglers. This doesn't show air until after. We could probably... I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's a Parade of Jugglers juggling light-up equipment. Yeah. For a lighting company? We all have light... No, we're not allowed to say that part, I don't think. Okay. <laughs> Just because somebody will put it out before we get out there. Yeah. But we're all juggling light-up clubs and stuff, which, by the way, unbelievably beautiful. I, I got them. I got some. Because I'm going to... Can I have them? We're, we're going on... <laughs> tomorrow we, today. We bought... Uh, <laughs> We bought like uh, nine of them or something. We got a bunch of them. They're wicked expensive. One hundred fifty bucks each, and then you got to buy the remote on top of that. Oh my lord! Yeah, expensive. expensive, expensive. Yeah, I asked to get uh, ones that didn't light up to practice with because yeah. they were giving me the expensive plan. ones to practice with. Um, but uh, yeah, one hundred fifty bucks. But they do need shit, and if you just practice with them, they turn on by themselves sometimes automatically and confuse you. Yeah. And you can't turn them off. Well, and you should, if you're going to do it in a show, do it in the lighting situation that you're going to be dealing with because they are very bright. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's it, they have amazing patterns and are, can confuse you. Ah. You know, you'll juggle them and go, holy, what's going on? <laughs> They're the octopuses of the uh, of the juggling world. <laughs> very much. We should have Rich Ross on here. <laughs> to review them. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, but... Um, uh, but the, the, what I'm, yeah, those weren't words. What happened? Those weren't words. Um, I'm going to be doing the broken bottle juggling on the road. Mm -hmm. And broken bottle juggling starts with me juggling torches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are some places, which is, always makes me laugh, the place that's hardest to bribe the fire department yes. is Chicago. <laughs> where you can bribe anybody for anything. <laughs> Maybe you're not offered enough. <laughs> and, I, and I even know a guy. Yeah. I know Tony. And yet Chicago, so um, I still want to do the broken bottle juggling, but the, yeah. the intro is the yeah. torches. Gosh, so we're trying you to burn the entire city down 200 years ago, and then look what happens. <laughs> yeah, I know. They still get a little touchy about it. But it wasn't 200 years ago, like 100 no, years ago. 100 years ago, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was not the cow kicking over the uh, lantern. It was a juggler. It was a juggler. <laughs> <laughs> Juggling cow. We have, Matt and I are doing shows in, in Florida next weekend, That's December true. 3rd and 4th. And I just got a letter from the producer of the, sh of, the, of the festival saying, we're not allowed to use torches or knives. Oh, really? And yeah. Was, there goes I your act. Got, I haven't gotten that letter. And I use a knife in my act as well. <laughs> you use an actual knife. I use, an I use a knife. juggly knife, which is the same as a picture of a knife. <laughs> 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 and uh, apparently I'm not going to be allowed to do that. Is that really true? I mean, can't you just ignore it? We'll see. I'm bringing them. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, though, the guy who's producing this listens to this show, right? Yeah, he's yeah. caught us already, so. Yeah, so, oh, what I'll he's... say is, do not bring the knot. <laughs> Did you watch the show? I don't he has the video. Yeah. I don't watch the video, so don't bring the knives, and Got don't it. just do it. Well, no, definitely not doing the knives. <laughs>
Um, just because it's the whole show. Why I know. I do you have an act without the knives? No, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is... A lot the, of chatting. I'll tell Where we, are you from? <laughs> we, t- <laughs> just all crowd work. <laughs> we, t- we talked about... We talked to the guy. Warren is his name? Warren, yeah. yeah. Warren, yeah. We talked to Warren last week. Yeah. The show sounds really good. Last yeah, I can't fast, wait to do yeah. it. It's going to be exciting. And, and it's uh, Boca Raton, so. You like and Boca I Raton? I do. And I won't be in charge of Godot anymore. When what I do you out. like about Boca Raton? Uh, Cuban coffee. <laughs> really very specific. It's very, I'll tell you what's wrong. You can't get Cuban coffee decaffeinated. Yeah. Well, uh, Cubans are smarter than that. Yeah, you, you can't get <laughs> Turkish coffee decaffeinated. I'm sorry. There's all this really strong mud coffee. I like strong mud coffee. Yeah. yeah. But you can't get it without the caffeine. I'm yeah. sorry. It's a drag. I'm still trying to find that crystal meth without the speed. <laughs> still you know they make uh, like sipping alcohol like bourbon and stuff that's not alcohol. Do they now. really? I've like started getting ads for it. I haven't I haven't tried any of it or seen it anywhere. But you can get sp- what are they calling spirits that are you know I, I presume just apple juice. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It looks like looks like real alcoholic drinks. Look, Godot's doing a good job of trying to move right past the show that I was stage managing him yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's done a really good job getting far away from yesterday's rehearsal. And you've done a wonderful job of bringing it back. I just okay, say- let's talk about this. It's get back. Okay, we're making get back of Matt Donnelly and Michael Godot having to put in a corporate show. Just like get back. They cr- well, that's what the other thing they do uh, in get back that is... Uh, uh, makes your skin crawl. Mm-hmm. They show you where the live show they're doing has to be done and where they start. It's on a calendar and they cross out the days. Oh. Uh. So that you get them on uh, day seven of 14 saying, we need 14 songs. We have two and they're not done. <laughs> so you really feel the tension. You know? Oh my God. You are invested. So in this, in this, uh, the yeah. corporate show. Yeah. You're crossing out days of the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, what was it like working so, with Godot? So we have a we have a conga line, and, they, and the and the <laughs> acrobats and the jugglers need to participate in the conga line. There is not a shitty. Now, are you doing something like Chile? <laughs> uh, is conga line the way you say it? Oh no, I'm just saying whatever. <laughs> Congo. He, conga gave, line. he gave me notes yesterday. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there, isn't a, there isn't a shittier caboose in the conga line than Michael Goodell. That's, that's, yeah, all that's in my notes as well. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a terrible caboose. <laughs> Apparently. It's just moving and roller skating, throwing things up in the sky and waving. And then, and then. But how do you conga with your hands on the hips of the person we are not while allowed juggling? To. You're not allowed to social distancing. We are not allowed to put hands on each other. It's so, a corporate show. It's a corporate show. So you are. During, during COVID time. Con- Spirit of the law, not letter of the law. So you are. Conga without touching? Yes. So hmm. the Dimitri Martin's joke, the shortest distance between two idiots is a conga line. Is <laughs> 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 apparently still true. We, but we're not allowed to touch each other. And Godot is out there like his hips aren't replaced. <laughs> I, I did a show. I did a show at Opportunity <laughs> Village last night and came straight from that show and ran all the way back. The, it's 75 miles from the parking to where we have to actually do the that juggling. 75 miles. So you, I run it, and the, the third time running through, and, and of course, because it's so many people, the stage floor is is a, another 12 miles. Yeah, it's like, it's like two football fields. It's and, like and, where the and the jugglers are. that I'm passing clubs with have chosen the farthest spot. You're passing clubs in a conga line? 
Well, I don't think you know what the word conga line means. <laughs> what is? What do you think a conga line is? Uh, I got to tell you something. I saw Sun Raw uh-huh. do a conga line. Yeah. Okay. At the bottom line in New York City. Oh wow! The entire Sun Raw orchestra mm-hmm. held each other's hips and moved through the audience, going, "We got a mass of Batman. We got a mass of Batman." <laughs> We got a mass of Batman. We got a mass of Batman. We got a mass of Batman. They had their hands on the hips of the person in front of them, and they actually did a proper conga line. And then every once in a while, one of them would yell, and Robin, too, got a mass of Batman. We got a mass of Batman. We got a mass of Batman. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. I was going to say, I think you'd find this slightly less inspirational. I'll tell you. Was, now, get back with Sun Ra. Oh, now that's something I've got to watch. <laughs> that is what I, I would watch. That, that's a that's a multi, multiple season documentary. The one you don't want to see is Get Back with Pauly Shore. <laughs> Tim alone in a room. Ma? 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 <laughs> um... <laughs> No, it is, uh, yeah. There are several parts to our performance. So you're supposed to... Describe (laughs) the fucking conga line, okay? Yes. We can't. You go out in the The line and dance. fired yesterday. (laughs) Dance, and you hope other people kind of get in line and dance along with you in the line. Are you moving forward? You are moving forward, and throughout the space. And at some point, it's supposed to end, and you're supposed to start to juggle. You're supposed to vanish. Godot thinks that part's 10 seconds into the conga line. (laughs) (laughs) 10 seconds into the conga line, he's just tagging Jacob Jacks, begging him to start passing clubs with him right there. (laughs) (laughs) While the line continues to move throughout the football fields. I see. (laughs) Are you doing this on rounds? This rounds? No, it just goes in one, one fell swoop. No, I'm talking corporate talk. Mm. Are they at round tables? No. Oh, there it's it's the seats. No, uh, standing room. Everybody's standing. Yeah, They're passing through. You're the expecting crowd. people to stand for a conga line where no one touches and there's no sun raw. Do I expect that? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but his job is to make that happen. He may not expect it, but his job is specifically to make that happen. And our job is specifically to make everyone we've hired do it. So that <laughs> yeah. we, at least we know we got those people. He's walking behind me, hit me with a stick, like a cow. <laughs> like He's got a bull hook like an elephant trainer. So go, Godot, go. So Godot's a difficult employee? No, no I, just think, I just think he doesn't... I'm he not doesn't, a good caboose. He is not a good caboose. I hadn't planned on being he's, the caboose. He's a fine club passer. I will not be the caboose tonight. Why, why wouldn't <laughs> you... I ahead. Why wouldn't you uh, put somebody... Don't you want your strong performers at each end of the line? Yes. And also, <laughs> I would think for caboose... Don't you want someone with a really nice ass? With a caboose, yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> the caboose is the caboose, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Godot works out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... But there's, there's, look, let me tell you exactly how it works. <laughs> okay. We stand in a big crowd back there as 30 jugglers all just <laughs> kind of practicing and talking and chatting, and then somebody yells, Go! <laughs> and we run out in a, a mob and try to find some spots to pass clubs. We try to space ourselves out as best we can. That's true. And then, and then at some point they go, "Okay, well, this is the point where you were supposed to be off." And we go, uh, "Okay," and we walk off. <laughs> 
and then we stand back there for 10 minutes and they go, run out there and, and juggle in conga. But no. there will be other people congaing with you, but they're not here now. So That's true. And don't touch each other. And if you can't, if you, you can juggle while you're doing the conga, but if you're not a very good juggler, just hold the clubs and, and swirl them around a little bit instead of, because so you don't have to chase clubs. <laughs> there it is. So are we hired? Now, now you, you're the <laughs> yeah. stage manager, yeah. but did you d develop the show? No, 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 no. Who, who developed the show? Whose idea was it? Which, who's the Paul McCartney? <laughs> we, we did the show two years ago. Yeah, and I, someone else was in charge of it then, too. I don't know. I'm down a food chain on this. I don't know. Okay. So what are you actually doing, Matt Donnelly? We know that Godot is incompetent caboose. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm, primarily, uh, I'm primarily in charge of the skating group, uh -huh. as well as uh, one of the people who yells go at entrance number three. <laughs> <laughs> Where the skaters are milling about. Where the skaters are milling about and everything else. And so You hear the headset and they say, tell them to go now? Mm -hmm. And you say, go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't know the music either. They go where? The, where are they? Where are these people? I go. Oh, they're over here. When uh, when I uh, when we do corporate shows, yeah, and there when there's you know these gigantic stages. Yes, the stages are it's so, so strange, big. but they're gigantic. They love huge stages. There's like ten thousand people out there, and the stage is the size of a landing strip. And there's going to be me and Teller out on stage, and we're backstage, and there's somebody with a headset, all dressed in black, who says. When it's time for you to go, then I will be back here. I will get the signal. They'll give you your introduction. Your introduction will end. And then I will say to you, go. I say, so we'll be using English. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going on after, right after I'm introduced. Is that? Yeah. yeah. So they say, ladies and gentlemen, pen and teller. And then you'll say, go. go. <laughs> and then we will go. And they go, yes, I'll say go. And I'll say, go is the word? Yes. <laughs> I say, well, that's interesting because it overlaps the English word. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and we stand back there and they go, you know, uh, they, they talk about all our accomplishments. They yeah. say, and now, ladies and gentlemen, pet, and I go, do we go? 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 <laughs> All during that, I'm going, do we go? Do we go? Do we go? Ladies and gentlemen, do we go? Do we go? Do we go? They're holding their hand up. Do we go? 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 Ladies and gentlemen, pen and tell them, do we go? Go. Now? Now? Which I will always say as I'm walking out. Always. Now? Now? And the audience will see me walk on stage going, now? Now? Uh... And then we walk for a really long time. Or we do the symbolic old person jog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you yeah, don't yeah. move any faster than you're actually but moving. the elbows are up. Yeah. And you kind of like <laughs> jog to show. It's the same one you use yeah, when yeah. you're crossing the street. Yeah, to show. Crosswalk. I'm trying, buddy. I swear to you, I'm hurrying. Yeah, I see your be... turn signal. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jog. It's, it, and I do it all the time. I do it all the time to make it appear like I care about getting somewhere faster. <laughs> but I'll sometimes look out yeah. at the at where we're going to actually perform <laughs> and go, it's astonishing. It, it really is. 140 yards for us. <laughs> 140 yards to, from where I enter to where I'm going to pass clubs. And I kind of go like, the Zappos Theater here in town, that holds about 5,000 people. 
And it seems like that stage is modestly sized and, and the crowds are put appropriately around it. I, we know how to do this. And they also have video screens everywhere. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's, there's many. Yeah, uh, yeah, 40 yeah. foot screens. And, you know, and they have monitors that are really loud. So when I'm out on stage, the lights are so bright and the audio of me, me is so loud that I have nothing else in my world. Yeah. It is the most solipsistic experience. I'm totally alone. I can't see yeah. anyone in the audience. I can't hear anything but me. I might as well be in my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Just amazing. Well, when uh, when we come back, we're, we're, we're off for the next couple of weeks. But when we come back, you'll have to ask us who the headliner was. Oh, because you know? Because we know. Mm -hmm. And we can't tell you. Oh, you can't You're going to like it, though. Okay. <laughs> is someone I like? No. Oh. <laughs> That was Pet Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> you become naked. Okay, so when we're, when we're going to go out from the Sunday School, you guys, what you'll do is one of you will set it up, and yeah. the other one, okay, we're going to get this all set, so it's all together. You only got one more break. Okay. Okay. Oh, baby, man. Look at you getting ready. Yeah. Matt Don is getting ready. I'm a stage manager, bud. You know we love you. Matt Don, do you get someone to thank? Yes, these following people will get thanked when I say go. <laughs> Nicole Martin, Matthew Rausch, Crazy Cat Lady Scoop, Nick Hemsing, Music Man. Jamie Thrasher, Rachel Hawkins, Mark Smith, Jake Schneider, Pete Hoke, Kelly McCauley, Doug Hirschberger, Jeremy Davidson, Robin Garnett, Obi Dimitrian Jr., Jeremy R22, Winter Wiatkowski, Allison Sage, Kristen Kledick, Michael Cohen, Dr. Scoop Little, Joseph Mastrangelo, Jeremiah Jenkins, and Nate Soloway. You did a remarkably good job this time. Well, look at me go. Yeah. Go! Now? Now? <laughs> Do I go? Do I go? Do I go? Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.